Praise God. How you guys doing? I'm so excited for you guys to be here with us right now. Uh, as you can see, I got super techie and I learned how to use a green screen. Yeah, check me out. Uh, and some more graphic-y stuff. We got excited because today we have some people who you might know, you might not know. Uh, for those of you who have not been to a Crossway Church, but you've seen this live stream, you've definitely seen uh, one of one of our guests. Uh, she is one of our worship singers. She's very powerful, and um, her husband, who I've known for a little over a year, almost a year now. I think it's actually been about yeah, 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 about a year, over a year now because I started in February of last year. Um, he's become a very, very good friend of me, of me, mine, and. Um, I've grown to be able to say this has become one of my best friends because he's a very powerful man. And, and it was so funny because he was so, I don't want to say standoffish. He wasn't standoffish. That's what it was. He's a, I, I, because I know him, um, he's become very careful on who he chooses to be his friends. He's become very careful on who he becomes in a circle. And that's a very powerful thing because a lot of people, they just add friends, add friends, add friends on, you know, on, on Facebook or if they still use MySpace. Um, they, 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 he doesn't do that. And I love that about him. And, and it's, 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 it's taught me a lot by seeing that because there's a lot of times where people don't understand that, that, you know, um, that just by accepting everybody, you don't know what you're allowing into your life. So, um, my we're tonight we're talking with Joshua and uh, Shamika. I don't know if he goes, but does he? Do, I don't even know if he likes the full name Joshua. I've always called him Josh. Uh, uh, Josh and Shamika Landrum, um, very powerful couple. The one thing I've definitely noticed about them is they are very uplifting of each other. Very powerful. Uh, when when I see. I've seen him get frustrated. I've seen him get, uh, you know, thing. and I've seen her just calm down the Hulk. You know, I've seen her do it, and it's powerful. And, and I love how she she doesn't do it by being. I don't want to say being the 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 nagging wife. It's just not that. All. She actually uses words. She uses scripture. I've seen her do it, and it's powerful. And um, I originally tonight was going to be original about just um, my friend Josh and, and I was gonna be like you know what I really would like to talk to both of them because I want you guys to see how God has kept them together so first they're going to talk about their testimony which is very powerful to begin with um, and then they're going to uh, each of them are going to share their own testimony and then we're going to get into the the marriage how God's kept them together kind of thing because I think that's definitely a powerful thing we need here um, more recently um, if you notice more and more, the divorce rate because of COVID-19 has gone up so high because people are stuck in homes with each other. And it's dangerous. And, and, and this is definitely a great, powerful interview on how to stay together, how to get past certain, certain situations. Like I said, I, I've seen them, and I, I'm pretty sure there's a lot more that I haven't seen, but I've seen where, uh, where frustration comes out, but how to counteract it with the Word of God and how to, how to say, you know what, because... If I if I could, I would get Diana. By, um, I, I would bring that and Diana here right now, but she's working right now, so keep her in prayer. Um, because Diana does the same thing with me, where she'll you know, where I'll get frustrated, and she'll just don't, don't forget you're a pastor. I'm like, just let me be mad. Uh, so I want you to do me a favor. I want you to get into the comments. I want you to get into the. Uh, 
get into the likes, start sharing this like crazy, start, start going out like this crazy. I want you to do me a favor. In the comments right now, let's welcome right now with us uh, my friends, Josh and Shamika Landrum. Hi, guys. Hello. How's it going? So, first of all, um, let me just uh, let's, let's kind of go over real quick, me and Josh, how, how we met. Um, it was about a year ago, a little over a year ago, because I, I left the downtown facility, downtown Justice Center, in, I believe it was February. And I started working at the um, Southeast facility in Mesa with you. And um, we, we, we got to know each other. We got to say hi to you. Know, I, I even gave you like lights for your little area. Cause like when I came in, I came in lighting up my whole area. Like seriously, I turned in my, but I was like, you know what? And I went over to your front area. I was like, this is kind of dark. So I, I hooked you up with uh, some lights, which you still have. Um, but we slowly became friends and real quick, I want to kind of, I want you to kind of tell me what, what was going through your mind when I, when I finally found you on Facebook and I sent you a friend request. Like, and we had only known each other by less than a month. What was truly going on in my mind is what it's like. I'm not accepting this. <laughs> um, <laughs> to pretty much piggyback, I'm very selective as to who I allow in my circle. And the reason I say that is because um, basically coming from where I came, it became very vital, even to the point where it can cost you your life. Mm -hmm. And from that point on, it was a situation where I was just like, you know what? I learned that a lot of times we use the word friend very loosely. Mm -hmm. And that title is just given around loosely, just like the word love sometimes. Oh, wow. Yeah. One is it is, uh, isn't qualified to be labeled a friend. You know, so it was it's one of those things that I had to learn through trial and error, you know, to to really take precautions on who I allow in my circle. So so I do, do I, I do a full evaluation, <laughs> you know, because yeah. one of the main things that really made me open up to Pastor Jeremy was the fact that it's not how he treated me as an individual, but the the level of respect and care he had for my family. You know, and that that played a big part in in the title friendship, because I know that he not only cared about my well-being, he cares about my family, you know. So but in the beginning, it was kind of like I got to test this, you know, before he even got the chance to go around the family. We went through a test run for a while. Oh, yeah, you know? I think. Yeah, I think it was like a good six months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. I finally did accept that friend request, though. You know, it took a little while, but and then he came to me and said, "Did you not see my friend request?" <laughs> my friend request. <laughs> I seen it. He said, "Well, yeah. you didn't." Well, but at time, <laughs> you know, uh, it was kind of. I want. I'm not going to say. I would say it was ordained. Because I knew Jeremy for a while, but we never really knew each other. I would see him from time to time. But, you know, when he when he transferred over right before we end up, you know, leaving the county. Um, I don't know. It's just like, you know. I was still. You know, he, he would he would he would be my my ear. He would encourage me, you know, because we wasn't in the best uh, of locations. Workspace. 
<laughs> and the conditions. So we we learned to encourage each other. We would we would sit out there and just you know talk about the word and you know it was it was real it was real encouraging and it helped me a lot because you know I mean I got to be transparent. You know we all battle with flesh, the thoughts, you know the actions, mm -hmm. and and it's just good to have people there that that can pull you sometimes out of that, out of that dark spot. Yeah. Um, I think what it was is it took a while because we, it was February again, the next year. Cause we were like, you know what, let's, I've been praying with you. And I was like, Hey, and I, and I think the whole entire time there was some uh, personal stuff here going through, which I'll let you share if you'd like. Um, and I was like, you know what, let's pray together. And we actually prayed in the middle of the office. I remember doing that uh, a couple of times and you were frustrated and I was like, let's pray right here. And we started doing that. And then we decided one day, you know what? Hey, we, and I explained to you how we go to Disneyland and all this stuff. We decided, Hey, let's do a trip. You know, let me, I'll show you around. Like, like I'm the unofficial, uh, guide or something like that, which I'm really not. That's more pastor Anthony. Trust me. Um, but we decided to go and we're like, okay, let's do this. And um, I, that's when I finally got to meet Shamika. We went, out, uh, we all got to go out for dinner and there was something about her. It was just like this wonder, every, I mean, from the moment that she, we sat down to the moment that we left, we were smiling, we were laughing together. It was like a kindred spirit kind of thing and it, it was a connect. And then we, we finally got to go on vacation together. Uh, we saw the the dark side, the light side, like, especially when, when, when I had gone through that job situation, you saw, like I taught you, I told you, like, did I show any difference of, of trusting in God? And it was like, you guys didn't even know what was happening. And I was like, cause I was having such this profound faith in God. And sure enough, here we are now working together again. But, um, Shamika, I'm going to ask, be honest. What was your first impression of me? Um, my first impression, well, it was it was really how, because I know how Josh is about bringing us around people, and we like as far as his friends, I've only met probably I'll say about two friends mm -hmm. of him. So, the for him to bring us around you was like a big deal. So I was excited, honestly, because I'm like, oh, finally, Josh. <laughs> has made a friend down here that he can really trust. So I'm like, oh, yeah. that's, I'm all for it. But when I finally got to meet you, I was like, okay, this this is cool. I like this. This is, <laughs> I got to meet your wife and, and your children. And I was just like, oh, it just, to me, it just worked. Like it just clicked. Like it was, you know, like Josh didn't want to say ordained, but I mean, appointed, I feel. Like it was at a, a appointed time that we were, as a couple, we were lacking something um, and that was as far as like, cause I know how, when we're together, how we do things, but to see <laughs> families that were believers and how, you know, those changes we were making on our lives and, you know, those people that we did actually come across and that were married couples, they, they weren't on the same path yeah. and it was a lot of conflict. So it was just like, no, we're cool. You know, I would meet people. Cause I'm, I'm a talker. I'm always talking to people. <laughs> so I would say, Hey, you know, let's, let's meet this couple. They seem pretty cool. They have children around, you know, our kids age, but it just, in me, it just never was like, nah, but 
But then for Josh to say, hey, I want you to meet, you know, my friend from work. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then we got to meet you all. And it was just like, wow, that was awesome. So um, I want to get right into the meat and potatoes of this whole thing. Um, I, I know we, we a little icebreaker right there for a second. But I want to get into the interview of, of your, your testimony. Um, Josh, I kind of want to start with you. Um, I believe we, we have shared about a, a bit of personal information in the past. We've never really gone into depth. We never really, but we have talked. So I do know a bit of it, but I want to talk real quick. Um, you mentioned that you, you were brought up in the faith as a young child. So you were brought up in church and then something happened. So let's go ahead and get, uh, tell me about what it was like uh, growing up in church for your, your, where you were. Just like a lot of us, I mean, I was I was raised in the church. Mom, dad, they kept me in the church. Um, so it's not like you know when I ventured off, I didn't know the word. You know, it was just one of those things where, for my life, it was a lot of. Even though I was told, I felt like I had to experience, and you know, childhood, raised in the church. But it's kind of like when I got to those teenage years, early adult years, I kind of I kind of strayed away. Mm -hmm. um, I started getting more involved with, you know, um, things that wasn't so godly, sort of say. Um, and I mean, I, I just feel like, you know, one of the reasons why I'm still here is because of the prayers from my mother. She never stopped praying for me. You know, my, my family never stopped praying for me um, because I experienced a lot when I went away. You know, like I've had friends, just like a lot of my friends are strung out. Um, um, I had a friend that was murdered, wow. you know, and I had just talked to him maybe two, three days before he was murdered. And we were just talking about, you know, he was talking about changing his life. You know, he was affiliated with a uh, with the blood gang. Um, and he was just talking about, you know, focusing on music because I used to do a lot of music then. Mm. Um, and we were just talking about getting in the studio and just, you know, him leaving the street life alone and going on a straight path, doing music. And, and a week later, he was dead. Um, wow. And, you know. He? How old was he? Can I ask? He was, he would have been, because his birthday is November the 10th, so he would have been 39 years old. So he was my, he was, he was my age. We was younger then. We were about in our, I believe, like 20s, mid-20s, I would say. And, um, Say about 26 25 26 and um yeah he was murdered and that that really like put me in a deep depression i mean because i had a friend that you know i also grew up with and I, I i went to see him and he was so strung out he didn't even know who i was you know and i started asking god like you know when i'm seeing my friends get strung out um, seeing my friends get murdered, it started making me wonder why I was still here. Mm -hmm. you know, 
because I felt like I, I did nothing special to qualify to live, you know? And I'm like, I used to ask Shamika, like, why am I still here? I've probably done just as much as they, as they have done, but I'm still living, you know? And for a while, it was just one of those things where I just wasn't ready to forgive myself. And then I started blaming myself for, for one, my friend's death, because I, I was telling myself if I was there, he wouldn't have got murdered. Mm. So I, I held regret. I, I've held the depression. I've had suicidal thoughts. Like anything you can name, name it was just to the point where the drugs, the alcohol came into play. It was times that I would just drink, drink, drink to the point where, I mean, I was just, <laughs> I had to be carried, wow. you know, but it was just all a part of, of that depression that I was dealing with, you know, and then question I, I was always told growing up that I had a purpose in life, you know, but I, it was like, God, why is, why do everyone else see this purpose that I don't see? I'm just Josh, you know? And, you know, for a while, it was one of those things where I was just living life day to day to the point where, you know, I just felt like in my heart, like one day I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. Gonna live it out until then. Wow. You know, I, I felt like I, I disappointed my family. I felt like I was a disappointment to myself. And most importantly, I felt like I disappointed God that, you know, it couldn't possibly be true that God would choose someone like me, you know, based off the things that I've done in my life, you know? So at a time it just, you know, I strayed away from the church for a while and I mean, you know, God knew what he was doing. I mean, because the thing of it is, even though I was born and raised in the church, you know, I still, it took someone else to bring me back. You know, it's not that I didn't know the word, but I had to just remember the love and the forgiveness. And that was one thing that I battled with. It was forgiving myself. Mm. Wow. And uh, did you always have like that praying influence during that whole entire time? Like was, did you always have like your, your mom kind of baiting after you saying, you know, to, to come back or was it, did it feel like you just like completely separated yourself? A lot of times I, I feel like, you know, I, I knew my mother was always praying for me every once in a while, you know, I didn't come around as much. Um, but I knew she was praying for me, you know, but the times that I did come around, she would always tell me, it don't matter how long you try to run, <laughs> it's going to happen. I'm like, okay, mom, I love you. I'm gone. You know, I would leave, <laughs> you know, and, um, I mean, she just kept that prayer for me, you know, uh, and that was just, I mean, that was a blessing for me, you know, that even though I couldn't see it, she, you know, she, uh, she stayed true to being a prayer warrior, interceder over my life. And she wow. used to always tell me that, you know, God got something special for you, you know, because when I was born, I had a sister that died before me. And then I was born and then I had a brother die after me. So I came in the middle of a death. And she always reminded me that, you know, you didn't survive for no reason. You know, you have a purpose. And 
and she just she just continued to pray for me. So I mean, it was a blessing for me. I didn't really understand it then, but I'm 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 grateful now. You know, understanding yeah. that you know the situation that I was you know subject to. I, I I'm grateful for those prayers. Wow. So describe to me what it was like. Who talked to you into coming to church? Like how how did that come about? Where you actually got saved? Like what was going on in your life during that time? And who talked to you and what brought you about that? Well, what really brought me back to church was Shamika. Um, and it was weird how it happened because she started going to like all night prayers. And, mm. um, you know, I wouldn't, of course, I wouldn't go. You know, I basically like I just lost all faith, you know. Um, I started feeling like everything was impossible. Ain't no way that God can save someone like me. You know, I went through that phase, but she she started going to church because I think Shamika kind of had a plan. Um, she knows, you know, <laughs> if she starts going, then eventually I'm going to end up saying, okay, I'm going to go, you know. And it worked because I actually went to the church just to hush her mouth. <laughs> and end up getting delivered from a lot of things that I was battling with, you know, in my life. And from that point on, I had developed a, 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 a basically a a mother, a spiritual mother son relationship with the pastor. So she would check on me, she would pray with me, she would just really just pour into me. You know, anytime I had something that I was dealing with, I can call her. She would give me uh, advice, scriptures, you know, and she, she started walking with me, you know, through the things that I was battling with. Because, like I told Shamika, you know, sometimes when you build a barrier in your life, it's not that easy to chisel away. Mm -hmm. but, you know, I was adapted to the dog-eat-dog -dog mentality. Oh. You know, and, and like I told her, I feel like, you know, my daily life was choosing a pistol or a Bible. Oh, wow. And it was kind of like, I don't want to think this way, but when you've been out in that life for so long, it's kind of like you have to adjust your whole mentality to survive. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and in, the, in the midst of that, I lost a lot of trust. I lost a lot of thing, uh, people that I thought was friends. I lost family. I mean, it was just one of those situations where, you know, it was hard for me because I have a big heart, but I felt like I had to re restrain that and show no love because I was always taught love will get you killed. Mm -hmm. And and so, like I said, it's been a journey. I thank God that he has for his patience for one because yeah. I know that I know I can honestly say that in this relationship, I've been a hard task. I probably would have left me. <laughs> you know, but I mean, I'm grateful. I'm blessed. I know sometimes I drove her crazy. She wanted to probably smother me with one of my pillows. I don't know. I, I was resting, but I just understand that, you know, there's sometimes it's the strength. It yeah. takes like real love requires strength. Yeah. You know, and. It's easy to say, 
you love someone when things are going good, but the second it, things are going harder, it just when when that rub, that love really shows. Yeah. And I know Diane is the same way with me. She uh, she goes, I don't believe in uh, divorce. I've never thought about divorce. Thought about murder, but never thought about <laughs> divorce. <laughs> but uh, I know I totally agree. So the whole thing was actually you guys got together. Uh, you guys had, were, were you guys were married when you got saved? Actually, I wasn't. No. You you guys weren't married yet. No. Okay. No, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. You know. Oh, scandal! No, it's not anything like <laughs> no, that. No, I'm very trans. <laughs> I, I I don't look at my past life as re regret. Yeah. No. Yeah. I look at it as a testimony. Yeah. So, but what, what I'm trying to bring about is this: is that you guys were together. She gets saved, and because of her prayers and the dedication, and, the, and the, like I, I even posted here, thank God for a God-fearing and praying woman, uh, because it was literally her faithfulness, literally her patience, literally her, you know, we're going to get into like what God's changed you, should make in just a minute, so just give me, you know, get ready. Um, it was literally because of that that you are here and you're a man, the man of God you are today, not saying that you're perfect, not saying that, because none of us are perfect. We all we all make mistakes, uh, but you're you're striving for what God has called you to have. And um, but I mean, am, am I am I wrong in saying that if if it had not been for a praying woman, not just your mom, but actually your wife, your now wife, you might not have been here. I know for a fact I wouldn't be here. Mm. You know, and the scripture: "He who finds a wife finds a good thing." It's true. Um, because I know it was many a night she's prayed for me. I know many a night she's been frustrated. She's cried. She's, she sometimes even said, God, I know I'm praying for him. Why mm -hmm. isn't he? And it wasn't the fact that God wasn't doing a work. It was me learning how to break, you know, what was already taught. Because one thing about it, God will do the work, but you have to be willing. And one thing I had to learn is to just learn to be to be broken. Mm -hmm. Because when you're adapted to a lifestyle so long, it becomes your truth. Mm -hmm. And I had to allow God to break me down from who I was in order to rebuild me into who I'm supposed to be. You know, and I know that her prayers helped me through a lot of it, you know, because yeah. I dealt with a lot of anger. I dealt with a, <laughs> she pulls me out of it's kind of like. The. Like she knows how to calm the Hulk. Yep. We'll put it that way. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> and that's one thing I was I always loved about you guys, because like I said, like um, you've never you've went like, OK, so. Can I, can I have your permission to share, like, when we were driving home one day? Hey, man. I have, I, okay. I, transparent. Okay. So, we were driving home one day from work. We were at the office, and it was one of those frustrating days because in the particular line of work we're in, uh, I know there's another person who's at the church who can probably testify to this. Uh, they don't, they, they train you for one main thing. But then they put you in another uh, location to, to work in, and it's not exactly everything the same. So it's hard for them because we're all basically online. 
but every now and then we had to go into the office. And this was one particular particular day. I think we were all in there, and um, it was a bit frustrating because it, you felt like there was no help. You felt like there was no no backup. You felt like there was so. On the ride home, you can see the frustration. You can, you, I can hear. I hear. I am driving in the back seat. Like, this is getting weird. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to make lie. I'm trying to make jokes. And here's Shamika. You know, coming in. It's like, no, you just gotta trust in God. Here, and, and and every time he was getting frustrated. No, you just gotta trust in God. You know, just and and, and I was hearing her. I was like, man, this is. This is exactly how it should be, and I was reminding me of you know even with Diana the same thing. He's like, hey, you need to calm down. You know, trust. You know, God will take care of it. And, but I was watching it, and what struck me out is like, you knew exactly that he was getting like his his that the Hulk was starting. You know, you getting greener, getting greener, getting greener. You know exactly what to say right there to stop it to bring it back down. It was like. The teamwork was making the dream work for the spiritual marriage, and it was awesome to see, because like I said, like I said, it was before he even got there. Boom! You know, you trust in God. Okay, there it comes back. He's coming back down, and it was like he couldn't even argue with it. Like he is like it, it. It. I don't want to say it shut him up, but it shut him up. Uh, where where he would start to get riled up. No, you need. Uh, no, you need to be faithful to God, and like just like like matter of fact, and boom. I was like, all right. It's like, and you can't argue with that. How can you argue if if you had just like came back with another angry uh, point? If you had came back with another like, what, uh, and, and just and just stoked the fire, it would have gotten built up, and it really got what would have gotten weird in that car. Um, but you didn't do that. It was awesome, and and I love that. Like I said about you guys, it's it's, it's a prime example, and and um, I'm trying to learn it myself because trust me, just I'm a guy. I, I get frustrated all the time, and guys happen to get frustrated, and we let our anger. So, I mean, if anything, um, let's let's bring it back in time a bit. Shamika, um, were you with Josh at the time that you got saved? Yes. So okay, um, let's talk a bit about your upbringing. Did you did you grow up in a church, a Christian home? Um. Well. Yes and no. Um. Mm-hmm. Because my mom, she, she, uh, we grew up, I grew up in a Baptist church. So I really didn't, I didn't really make the connection um, because it just felt like, I don't know, more than anything, it felt more like fear. Because mm-hmm. uh, of the, the and I, this is not downplaying, you know, how they do things. Um, but for me, it was more, it was too hard. Um, because what I was already dealing with um, growing up anyway. Um, so it was just hard. And so I, myself, I would be there with my mom in church, but mentally I, I wasn't there. I would go somewhere else and I'll be planning other things like planning, planning out my future, what I was going to do when I got out the house. So, um, yeah. and then I just, I don't know. I just started going on my own um journey seeking because I knew that there was something different that was going on around me. And when I would see people, you know, catch the spirit, you know, getting, get caught up in, in the spirit in church, I always wonder what, what's going on? What is that about? And so that just took me off to my own journey. And, um, 
when me and Josh got together, he actually probably don't even know this, but we went to uh, a church that he grew up at. Um, okay. <laughs> went to a church he grew up at, and it was his mom inviting us to um, a, a nice service that they had. And at that service with him is when I got delivered and accepted Jesus in my life as my, my Lord and Savior. And so um, it was it was off and on from there because of the experience that I felt when I actually received. It was like, whoa, wait a minute. Um, I ventured away because I'm like, no, let me try something else out because I've jumped, I've studied different, um, and I'm not ashamed of that. Um, I studied different religions to see what I was seeking the truth. And so I did jump around because I wanted to know the truth because mm. I already knew that, you know, there was something there. I just, I didn't have the right tools to identify. And I felt like going to my mom, it was, it was more of a, more like a chastisement almost Yeah. to even question, have questions. And it, it was just, it was really hard. Um, to talk to my mom about spiritual stuff that I, I was experiencing. So I started looking uh, on my own. And so um, I actually did, I got saved when, um, no, actually I devoted my life back to Christ that night. But I actually, I got saved and I received um, Jesus Christ at the age of 16. Um, I remember there was a sermon going on and the pastor got up there and he asked, he said, if you were to die today, do you know where you're going and that for that first time me sitting there i was like whoa i don't know where i'm going and i remember breaking down in tears about it and talked to the pastor's wife she she spoke with me she was really sweet um and i, I it happened then and you know going through high school and all of that i i drifted away because it, it wasn't a popular subject especially in the school that i went to and i was already kind of weird <laughs> growing yeah. up and so um, I just stayed away from it. Um, but every once in a while, I did have friends that were uh, that did go to church and I would go with them. But it, I rededicated my life when I went back um, with Josh and his his family. Um, did, yeah. did you did you ever have any? I don't want to say doubts, but I want to put it in, in, a, in a sense that even though you did give your life to God, then that sec that in between time where you were not dedicated was, was there ever a, a like a come to jesus moment like a real like i need a change there's something there's, there's something like yeah yeah there um oh man it's i'm about to get real transparent so there was a a, a moment for me um that I need to get my life together is it was a um, I was working I just got a job at um, a salon and I was excited I this is I was still I was still going out to the clubs um, and my brother wanted to you know wanted to go out and celebrate so I went out and celebrated with him I had a little bit too much to drink um, and for for me to say I had too much to drink it that I mean I, I already had consumed a lot um because that that was a generational curse that was in my family on both sides my mother and my father um alcoholism and so 
it was just a little bit too much that night. I, I came home and I was loud and I woke up Josh. He was upset about it, but he just, you know, he was like, no, I'm not going to deal with this. And I just remember laying on the floor and I felt myself slipping away. Wow. And it was like, I had, I, it, it was, it was weird that night. It was really weird that night. And I just remember myself slipping away and Josh was in one room and I had upset him and he was disappointed in me. And I have my kids in the other room and here I am on my living room floor dying like an idiot. That's how I felt. And I just, it was like I could feel everything slowing down my heartbeat. I was getting cold. And it's just this feeling that I felt like, okay, this is it. You have messed up this time. There's no going back. You have pressed the limits so much. You have gone so far. There's no turning back. And I can remember feeling this calmness come over me. And it, it was like, then I knew that God was real. Like, wow. like the, the, the things that I saw, it was like, then I knew, like it, it was like a dream almost, but when I came back to myself, it was like, whoa, okay, God is real. This is really real. The spiritual world is real. I need to get myself together. Um, so I, I did cut my brother off for a while uh, because I was trying to figure things out within myself because um, I didn't know, I didn't know the proper way to get back into church. And for me messing up and not talking to God for so long, I feel like, okay, God, you don't, want to talk to me, um, how do I fix this? And so a, a friend of mine that was working in the salon with me, she would always talk about God, but it, because I was on my own journey, trying to figure things out on my own, mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't want to hear what she had to say at that present time. And so um, that one day after that night had happened, I, the next day when I was in the shop, I was talking to her and I wanted to know more you know about god and so she invited me to church i started going to church and everything that i had been seeing when i was a kid was making sense because she was talking about things in the spiritual realm and it was like whoa like this is i'm not crazy after all i know like this is what i've been seeing i've been seeing this stuff this whole entire time mm -hmm. but yeah <laughs> I hope that answered you. No, no, no. That's that's perfect. That's exactly what I was. I was. I, was, uh, um, I know that we you had mentioned it a bit in church, and I I kind of wanted people to hear that because there are people who are going through the same situation where they're half-hearted, but they want to serve more. If that makes sense, like you, you were, you were kind of in church, but you kind of weren't, and it wasn't until something actually happened. It's almost like. Sometimes some people won't serve God until they have that Damascus Road experience. It's almost like we, we, I got I got family members that need Jesus. I, I got people I love that need God, and sometimes I almost I almost wish I I I, I don't know how to put it. Like you pray for people because you want them to get saved, and you almost say like God put them on the Damascus Road experience, and you're like, but I don't want them to die, kind of thing. <laughs> I don't, want, and you feel. 
you don't I don't want to say you feel guilty but you kind of do because like it almost feels like they have to go through that to finally realize and see that God is real yeah. that what he's done in people you know that uh, all that we see around us is is he's real and it almost feels like they got to go down the Damascus road to to finally click it you know what I'm saying so I mean that was definitely your Damascus road so from from that moment on uh, from when you got saved to the to the time that Josh got saved what was going through your mind to help in a say in a sense help him find his way um what was instilled in me um because I, I when I started really diving in um we would do all night prayer services and it was prayer to me then prayer was like okay prayer is very important it's very vital if you want to see change you got to pray about things and i i kept hearing you know the the sermons were about you know praying and, and mm -hmm. pressing in and so that's what i did i just i just prayed and i just kept pressing in on things and um and waiting mm -hmm. um and it's hard because especially when you you don't see any change happening and then you feel like okay well god what did i do did i not repent today why why am i not seeing the manifestations of my prayers um but i just and i would talk to you know the pastor about it and she just say keep praying keep pressing in god hears you but now you need to, you need to wait and so there's been times where i've gone into prayer like deep prayer mode where i don't come off don't get off my face until i hear god and mm. if that's to me staying so from five to like seven that morning i'm gonna do that because i'm trying i'm 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 seeking answers yeah. things and and this you know this and i would say it, it made me it 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 made me to understand when you pray on something waiting is key because sometimes you're you're not mature enough for that that manifestation of that that prayer to come into you know the natural realm amen and you could mess it up if god gave it to you right then and there yeah. um so i it taught me a valuable lesson that waiting until god is ready for you to have it is the best thing because you know what i was praying for then if i would have got it now like if I would have got what I was praying for, then, you know, <laughs> yeah. if I'm making any sense. No, no, no. I, I, I get exactly what you're saying because um, it's like how people when they 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 pray that they want to win the lottery, they, yeah. but you can't be faithful with what you got now. You mm -hmm. you know you pray for. Uh, there's a lot of people praying for something and praying for something, but they themselves aren't even ready to receive what was really ready to be manifested. Like people are praying that you know God change uh my wife god changed my husband god changed my job god but you yourself haven't even gotten ready to receive it you yourself aren't even ready because there's things in you that aren't aren't changed there's things in you that aren't prepared the things in in your life that aren't ready to receive so that's exactly that, that if, if that's what you're you're meaning that's what i even see in in sometimes in my life and sometimes when i'm praying it's like well god maybe i'm not ready to receive it because there's some things in me that obviously need a change. It's like the pot, you know, or, or the, you know, was that was that scripture where, um, you know, you're you're seeing uh, splinter in someone else, but you got a plank in yours kind of situation where it kind of applies in your that passage. Remove the speck from your brother's eye. Take the plank out of yours. Yeah. The log. Yeah. 
so Josh, when she gets, when Shamika gets sh saved, um, I was about to say shaved. When Shamika gets saved, <laughs> um, what, what happens that night? Uh, what, did she come back and tell you? Does like what happened? Do you yeah, remember that night? And she talked to me about you know the service and and she starts speaking about miracles and um, angelic encounters and you know which kind of had me like okay. Um, but to piggyback off of what she was saying, I believe that, you know, sometimes when she was praying to God, like, why wasn't my prayers being answered? Mm -hmm. I was going through a process that nobody ever knew, you know, yeah. and I wasn't outspoken about it. It was one of those things where God was dealing with me because at the first time in my life, I felt conviction, you know. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, it's hard to say it, but I was cold-blooded. I mean, I could, I can do some things and not even have a conscious or even a, a regret. Wow. And to feel that conviction was something totally different from me. And it was something that I didn't really understand because I've never felt that. You know, so those prayers, it wasn't that they were going unheard. It's just that I had to go through a process. Yeah, you know, and sometimes the love really stands in the moment when you're going through a process because if yeah. she, she could have gave up on me, yeah. you know, and I thank God she didn't. But like I said, it comes to a point in your life where you have to you have to be broken down to be rebuilt, you know. And I was going through. I was going through the, the the moments in my life where I felt myself being broken down. God was allowing me to see everything that I thought was love really wasn't. Everything, every person that I called friend really wasn't, you know, and only to find out that I was being loyal to all the wrong things and all the things that I should have valued. Then, you know, I was putting it on the back burner. Um, so like I said, I mean, I, it's a blessing. Yeah. It's a full blessing to have someone praying for you, you know, interceding for you. That's why I say it's a, I feel like it's very important in the church, even today, you know, you may have that family member that's gone astray, but interceding works. It, yeah. it really works because I'm not just saying it, you know, just to say it because I'm a product of a of, of someone interceding on my behalf, you know, um, because I, I know for a fact that if, if I didn't have that in my life, I would have no life. Yeah. You know, I, I wasn't just because in my mind, I used to think, no, I'm just a I'm just a smooth criminal. <laughs> I've never got caught. I'm that good. But in actuality, it was those prayers yeah. that was keeping me safe and keeping me covered. You know, and I had to really acknowledge that, you know, when because I was looking around like, man, I got friends dying all around me. You know, I got things happening to people that's right next door to me. That's, you know, my, my circle. And I'm still here. Yeah. You know, and it became one of those things where it's not, OK, you're just good at what you do. No, it's something else. Yeah. Um, Shamika, so what would you say? to if you were like face to face with someone who has been praying and been praying for their husband or and praying but they feel like they're not 
they're not getting a manifestation of what their prayers have been going out um well i i would have to just tell them you know how i did my process i prayed and i didn't just pray i fasted and when when you are serious to me maybe i view it differently but when you are really serious about a thing you would do whatever it takes to make sure that you are hearing god clearly on some things because you never want especially if it's something important to you you never want to go off or what your your feelings are you mm -hmm. just wait on god so i would just tell them what i did was i prayed i fasted and i waited that means sometimes i would just sit in a room and just not say anything just let god talk to me because you to me in my mind okay god i've talked to you enough and i'm talking i might be even talking over you god so let me be quiet let me be still and wait and so that would that would be my advice just just pray and you have to you have to even if through the situation if you and your husband are are upset and you okay so you just pray for him okay and now you you guys are having the biggest argument that you ever had in your life of, of y'all being together okay don't get discouraged by that don't say okay well we just now my prayer has gone in vain because I just blew up and I just got on his level and behaved it. You know, we're now we're both behaving like child children. Just, just, just pray about it. Wait, don't give up. A lot of times we give up too, too quick. You pray about something, you believe it with faith on it. And you say, no, it's done. And you move on and you wait for God. That's important. It's waiting. I feel it's waiting, but you also there. It, it, there's things that is required because it says faith without works is is dead. So if you have faith on something, you also got to be that example. You okay? So he's acting this way. Okay, how how were you acting that way when he spoke to you, knowing that he's having a hard a hard time? Because from my understanding, men have it a lot harder than what women do. Mm -hmm. because, you all deal with a whole lot of stuff in the world. Um, but, okay, so he's he's already coming home and he says something. You have that choice. How are you going to set the atmosphere? Because whether women know it or not, we we do, con we have a lot to contribute to the atmosphere of the household. So if we come off as, okay, I'm going to be naggy today, okay, that's going to create a whole environment and that's not going to be good for you. Yeah. So you say, okay, he's having a hard day. Hey, babe, how you doing? How was your day? And you 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 soothe into the conversation with him and see what's going on before you just, oh, he's got an attitude and now I have an attitude. It, it doesn't work like that. Somebody, and I know a lot of people don't like when females say compromise, but you have to compromise. You have to pick your battles because if you want change, you have to be that change that you want to see. Yeah, exactly. But it, that's what it boils down to. And I knew for me, if I if I wanted my husband, because my prayer was always, God, reveal to Josh who he is. Reveal to him, God. Once he see who he is, then he will behave according to who you called him to be. Because God even said, uh, was it Jeremiah 29 and 11, before you were formed in the womb, I knew you? 
So, God, I, I need him to see who he is because right now in the natural, he don't see who he is in the spiritual. So I had to lead by example. Sometimes it's hard, but I knew eventually that if I kept pressing in, he would see God's light shining through me and he would want to know what's going on. He would see that changes in me and want to know, okay, why is she doing that? And it even changed his attitude with the way he spoke to me. So even though sometimes days were like rah, 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 I never, once I gained that understanding, I never spoke to him. I never relate. I never gave that back to him. I always said, okay, he's coming that strong. And the way my mind works, I, I see like different scenarios play in my head. If you answer this way, this is how it's going to be. If you do B, it's going to be like this. Uh -huh. So I always, I always, this is when I learned how to really listen to the Holy Spirit is when he would have a bad day at work and he would walk in, he'd be like, cause my thing, I love eating at the dinner table, but he <laughs> would go in the room and he would shut the door. And I'm like, okay, let me, let me just, you know what? I'm gonna make my plate and I'm gonna come in here and we gonna eat together and we gonna talk. I'm gonna not let him be by himself because I know when you're by yourself and you're having a hard day, the, the enemy likes to talk and yeah. he'll build up a situation more than what it is. And so I just, ultimately what I'm saying is I, I was leading by example. I was praying and, and reading the word and I was just following what I was reading. So hope that answered your question. I don't know. That's good. Um, Josh, I actually have a, uh, someone brought up a question for you. If you, if you got a second real quick, it's a, um, I can read this. How did, how did you handle a situation when you're trying to change and be better with God, but people kept testing you to see if you'll follow the new path with God or keep uh, in your old ways? Like, uh, did you ever have that come up where where you're trying to follow God, but people are testing you, people come, you know, battle you know, you? I had that happen a lot. Um, and that's before I even came here to Arizona, you know, when I started really trying to get my, you know, the thing of it is some people can say it's, it could be God testing. you. It's not mm. always the devil. Yeah. But sometimes God tests you to see where your heart is and where you really stand. And the way that I handle it, you know, is remembering the prayers and actually learning how to go to God. I mean, as a man, sometimes we feel like we have to prove a point. Yeah. And that was always my situation where I told Mika, I would never turn down a fight. I don't care how big you are. I don't care. I would never turn down a fight. But one thing that I recognized in my life was it takes a bigger man to walk away. Mm. You know, and the way that I handled it was simply knowing that in myself, I have nothing to prove. You know, and then when you're really trying to build that relationship with God, that's the focal point. It's not what people think about you. It's not what people say about you. It's one of those things where, you know, I, I've lived that life. You know, I've lived that life to the fullest. And and it's not always easy to walk away. But when you're following God, that's what it's going to take. Because when you're walking away, you're walking away from your flesh. You're walking mm -hmm. away from the desires of your flesh, mm -hmm. you know. 
So so it's just one of those situations where it's like, you know, it's going to always be a battle with your flesh when you're following God. Yeah. And to do the thing that 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 that's the hardest to do, which is walk away from a challenge for a man. I don't know how a woman feel, but to walk away from a challenge, you're going against your flesh because your flesh is telling you, show them. You know, so I keep that in mind, you know, knowing that in order to follow God, I'm going to have to deny my flesh. Yeah. And that's the thing that, that, that strengthens you is when you know, because the thing of it is when you can walk away, you're not doing it in your own power. It's God helping you. Yeah. It's God helping you. Mm-hmm. And that further lets you know that God is there in the midst of whatever you're going through. So um, as a couple, when you guys have something come up and pressure starts to build up, uh, how do you, as, a, as a, a praying couple, as a godly couple, how do you handle pressure when the pressure is really on what, what do you need? Like when, when you know there's a pressure on, what, what, what do you guys do? You want to answer that? Well, we'll both answer it. Okay, so when there's pr- pressure building up, I, I don't know. It's 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 one of those things where you know a spiritual attack. Mm-hmm. You can just feel it, and so when that pressure is building up, he might not feel it right then and there. But I tell him, like when I see him, you know, when I see it boiling up in him, and I tell him, "Hey, babe, this is a spiritual attack. We need to pray," and we we pray. It, we pray. Yeah, prayer wanna- prayer is definitely key. Yeah. Um, because I can honestly say no relationship will last without God being the fo- center focus of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we had to learn that the hard and way. And we had to learn that the hard way because we, looking back on it, we put each other through a lot of stuff only because we kept out the main foundation of that relationship and that was having God in the midst of it. Uh-huh. And, you know, prayer. Like they say, the family that prays together stays together. And that's a true fact. Because it's going to always be an enemy that's trying to attack your family. It's going to always be that, man. You got That's why I say you have. You definitely have to pray daily. And and, and come together and pray. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's okay to pray separately. But you, you have to find that time to pray together. As a, as a union. You know, we're two gathered together. There he is in the midst. So it's yeah. very important to, to have a prayer life and, and, and then pray together. So yeah, it definitely wasn't it wasn't working when you guys were it, it works when you guys are by yourself, but it works it almost feel like it's uh, like a stronger not just a prayer uh, in general, but a bonding kind of thing when yeah. you guys pray together. Um, yeah. Can you give an example? You said that, that you guys had to learn the hard way. Can you give an example? Well, the thing of it is, you know, before it was a it was a situation where I'm mad at you. You mad at me, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like a ram to a ram. Mm-hmm. Just, but when you when you start really understanding things as far as praying, getting into your word, you understand that you're not upset with that person. There's a spirit behind this every action, so it helps you to, you know, like one of the enemy's biggest trick is to act like he doesn't exist. You know, so 
if you're looking through at things through a carnal eye, it's like, okay, I'm mad at this person. This person did this to me. But o- overall, you're just denying the fact that it's a spirit influence behind it. So, you know, praying, it opens your eyes to a lot of things, you know. Um, like I spoke to Jer- uh, Pastor Jeremy about the, the mirror, you know. Man. It was things that God showed me within myself. And and it, and it helped me to have more compassion because sometimes the way that I, I would look at other people, God showed me the mirror and said, this is what I see when I see you, mm. you know, and it was like, wow, God, if that's what you see, you know, it drew me to repentance immediately because I said, if that's what you see when you see me, then that's what they see when they see me. So who am I to judge how they act? when this is what they see of me, you know? So, so like I said, it's just a prayer is very important. You know, it's not something that we can just, I'll pray when I feel like it, when you have an enemy that's working constantly, you know? Yeah. Um, And we had, we had to learn that the hard way because it, it was a time where we didn't have a prayer life. You know, it was just pretty much, I'm mad at you. You're mad at me. We don't talk. Yeah whatever you know but like i said we make a pact that you know despite what happened we don't go to bed mad at each other no. so so there was a time where where you guys got to the point where you guys were just angry at each other all the time but you're just kind of with each other all the time man i think we were just like it seemed like we were just it was weird because it was like <laughs> we were angry at each other but neither one wanted to leave and it's like one of those things where it's like, I love you, but I'm mad at you. <laughs> it's weird, man. It's hard to explain, man. But it's one of those situations where I love you, but I'm mad at you. Look, Looking back at it, did it feel more spiritual than emotional? Like that that, that feeling? You you know what? It, I think it was a mixture of both. Um I think it was a mixture of both because we were both we were both in like broken places when we got together. Mm-hmm. Um and and spiritually I was going through some things spiritually. He was, you know, having his spiritual um things that he was going through as well. So I, I do think it was a, a both issue and us within that trying to find ways to heal ourselves. And then trying to be in a relationship and this person is broken and then you're broken and then you're trying to put this mess together and make it work. Yeah. It, it wasn't working. And so when when it just it just boiled down to we're doing we're trying to do everything because we you know, we've had our moments where we had to go to uh marriage counseling because you know, I, I wanted to know as a wife, what is my role? I really didn't have like too much of role models growing up mm-hmm. uh, of what a marriage is supposed to look like and mm-hmm. so i wanted to know what was my role as a wife what am i supposed to do because i must i must be doing something wrong and so um we, we we've gone through that and just once i think when once we started loving ourselves and understanding our words why we were seeking god we started to finally it was like we forgave ourselves in a sense 
because I know for me, when I mess up, I'm I'm really hard on myself. And so once I I started to see, you know, my worth that, you know, who God had called me to be, I started to see my worth. And I was like, okay, I, I'm loving, I'm starting to like myself now. Yeah. Okay. I love myself now. Oh, okay. Wow. I have a, somebody else here with me that's going through these changes with me. Wow. And this person has never left. We've gone through all this and this person has never left. Okay. Now I can love that person. And so once we started, cause I mean, without a doubt, we always, we've always loved God, but when we brought that together and especially when, when we got married and became one, it was like, okay, now we're in a, a covenant with God. And now this, this is, this is the real deal. We can't, we can't play anymore. This is either we're going to have a relationship built on a good foundation or we're going to have this, this shaky, rocky quicksand type of relationship that, okay, I'm married now. Uh, I don't want you now. Mm. It, 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 it's once. And I've always won. I remember seeing this couple and all oh, they were a beautiful couple. They were, I think they had been married for 54 years, I believe. And I, I always talk to when I see older couples like that, I always talk to them because I want to know what is the secret. And so I just remember a lady gave me some, some really good advice and it was something I had already knew that was confirmation, mm-hmm. but she has said, if you are a prayer praying woman, you will never, what did she say? Ah, oh, I can't think of it now. It was right there. But the way she had said the words that she said about basically to sum it up is if you are a praying woman, a God fearing woman, then you don't have to worry about your husband leaving you or a situation of divorce ever coming up because God has got your side because you, you are building the foundation. And she said, once you build that foundation, now your husband, you and him can come together and God really will elevate you guys. And so when, who I can't remember, I, I can't believe I remembered all of that. It was just pouring into me, <laughs> but just just the advice from her and all the other couples that I've talked to, because I, I love talking to the elders. I've learned so much from, you know, the elders and what, you know, they learn going through their journeys with, with mm. in God and finding Christ. And so it's always interesting to me when I ask them about their marriage also. But awesome. just us coming together and say, okay, we do got something in common. We love God. Boom. Let's build on that. And it was like the more we did, we started learning more about each other and what we had in common as a couple. And it was just like, whoa, wow. And I was like, oh, okay. Now I'm really starting to see who he is now. Yeah. He's really starting to see me. And I don't have to be this, this, I don't have to put up this fake persona anymore. I can be myself because I'm comfortable with God and in my relationship with God, now I can be comfortable and vulnerable with my husband. And once I started showing him that vulnerability, he started opening up and it was just like, whoa, like it changed my perspective on what I had, you know, I, I felt about men. Yeah. And it's just with, within this, this journey of us, you know, discovering one another, you know, with God, it's, it's been amazing. Like, I the stuff that we've gone through, I I wouldn't have it no other way. 
because it built our character. It built our faith. Like, oh my goodness, our faith level. Oh, we when we go through things for a minute because we're still human. Mm-hmm. go through those things and we you know that little doubt tries to sink in in there and it tries to you know mess with you a little bit but you're like no my yeah. faith because of where god had brought us from our faith level is too strong for that because we we now know that whatever is taken away from us god will give it back to us so whatever has to go has to go Wherever we're going to go, we're going to go because we have faith that wherever we're going to go or wherever God send us, that we're covered. Yeah. And so that <laughs> I go. But that's, no, that's, that's good. That's that's powerful. It's definitely something that uh, there's a lot of uh, married couples need to hear is that no matter what happens, we're still together and God's going to take care of the rest of it along the way. Um, and I got another question. Actually, this can go for both of you. Um, what are your individual strengths that keep your marriage going? Would you say, we'll go ahead and start with Josh and then we'll go to Shamika. So what would you say is like one of your strengths as a man of God that's helping keeping your, your, your marriage going? Well, one of the things, you know, that I learned, you know, God accept us for who we are. Mm-hmm. And when I, when you take on those traits, when you, when you walk in that image of God, you know, you learn to do the same thing. You know, I, I when we first got into it, it was kind of like a situation where I felt like she was trying to mold me to what she wanted me to be. And I was molding her to who I wanted her to be. But we were also being it wasn't it wasn't a situation where we were able to be ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, things happened on her side. Things happened on my side. You know, I had some trust issues. Um but but one of the things that that really strengthened me is the fact that you know throughout who I was you know God loved me you know and 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 then not only that he blessed me with a with a with a wife that actually loves me even though I was going through my process so the thing that strengthened me you know I learned that first and foremost I had to break down what I was taught I mean, you like I said, I feel like you have to be willing to break break yourself down from what you was talking. Sometimes we we tend to try to run our houses as if our parents ran our house, mm-hmm. you know, because coming from do, two different, you know, backgrounds, you know, where her house was ran this way when she grew up, my house was ran this way when I grew up, and then we come together, it was a conflict because that's not how mama did it when we was coming up. And on her side, that's not how mama did it when I was coming up. <laughs> so it came to a point where we had to say, okay, I know mama did it this way in your household. And I know mama did it this way in my household. But we're not in mama and daddy's household anymore. We have to we have to break down the things that we were taught and, and, and do what benefits our relationship and our household. Um, so it's more or less accepting the person for who, who they are because, you know, I mean, I, I, like I said, God don't make mistakes. He didn't make mistakes in his marriage because a lot of areas that I'm strong in, she's not as strong. A lot of areas, she, you put me in the kitchen, it's no telling, <laughs> it's no telling what you're going to get I'm on your dinner plate. <laughs> but if you put me in a house 
with a broom, I clean. I clean very well. You know, so it's 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 one of those situations where, you know, back in the I don't want to sound bad like this, but back in the older days, they say, well, the only place, you know, a woman is for the kitchen and this and then, you know, I can. That's not how we operate in this house. Mm-hmm. You know, we operate according to. You know, we have our own thing going. This is my Ooh. best. This is my best friend. <laughs> who, who does what better? So, like, like, contrary to most belief, Josh is amazing at the laundry. And so <laughs> my job is <laughs> kitchen and he will tend to the clothes and so we do it that way so we 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 split things up um like i have no problem it being sometimes i am a junkie and he <laughs> and he, he's he's super clean yeah we we just like because i the way i grew up was different mm-hmm. so and he grew up with, you know, a father that grew up in the military. So mm. everything, even like the, the baseboards of the walls have to be white. <laughs> hey, I do <laughs> it. White, but um, Shamika, be honest. Have you ever turned any laundry uh, that was uh, white into pink because you added that, that you've never done that? Nope. Nope. Never done that. Never done that. Uh. I shrunk a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> She bleached some colors, but that's it. But then I wore them like it was fashion. It's a style. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, I, they're it now. <laughs> but I, this one's what I'm saying. This, that's the best thing about it is, is the people are commenting how this is a great interview because the fact is they're seeing real people. The, everyone's going through the same issues. Now, now I, what I heard you say earlier um, was you guys were trying so hard to you were josh you were trying to mold shamika and shamika you were trying to mold josh and then till the till you guys stopped doing that and you start following god it was like it, it, it's so true because so many people are trying to mold each other you need to be my way the way mama told you the way mama said that you should be and you should be the way and you're you're too busy that's the reason why it's causing so much fighting it's because you're too busy trying to mold each other instead of seeking god and let god mold you yeah yeah so uh that's, um, that's definitely true. Um, I, I'm, I'm telling you, if you if you keep God in it, God will do the molding. Trust yes. me, because mm. I mean He's gonna He's gonna give you a, a different perspective of every. I mean, I look at Shamik and I'm like, I used to complain a lot. I'm like, you're junkie. I don't like this. You need to be clean, Mary Poppins style. You know, I was, <laughs> I, I'm like, come on, because I wasn't used to that. You know, and then she was just like, oh, you're too picky. You nag, da, 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 da. But the thing of it is, when it got to the point of me stop focusing on her flaws and start working on me, and she started working on her, wow. things came together. Yeah. Things came together like like glue. I mean, and like I said, I can call her my best friend to this day because we learned to love each other through the flaws yeah. and work together to, like I said, when you, when you get married, you become one. Yeah. You know, like I told her, you're a representation of me. I'm a representation of you, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to protect you as if I was protecting myself. And I know she looks after me as if she's looking out after herself, you know. So, I mean, it, it helps when you just take the focus off of the person and just work together. Yeah. 
you know, for your for your household, for your family. Yeah. You definitely can't be selfish in a relationship. It's a lot of compromise. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. I don't like laundry. But I do it. <laughs> yeah, I know the same the same situation. I I uh when I when I got married uh to Diana, she had a cat. I didn't want a cat. I told her um she was we we were talking for a while about her maybe giving up the cat. And we compromised and we kept the cat. <laughs> but, I mean, there's some things you just, I realize it's not always going to be about me. I mean, oh, I miss my mother's cooking so much. <laughs> I miss mama's cooking. So I miss rice the way it's supposed to be, not the way I make it. I miss beans the way they're supposed to take taste, not the way I try to make them. I miss salt and pepper. Because <laughs> for those of you guys who don't know, I'm not putting on blast. I'm not trying to say the thing. Um, some things Diana can't eat, so we, we don't put a lot of flavoring in some of the food that we cook because some of it has gluten in it and she can't have it. So... My mother-in-law lives with us because uh, um, we take care of her. And when she cooks like a chicken, she will get it right out of the, the, you know, the frozen bag, put it right on the tray, and put it right in the oven. And I'm like, oh, do you know what a Philistine is? <laughs> so I had, to, I had to compromise that this is, you know, this is, we got to work together. You know, this is just how it is because she can't have anything. And... Even to the point where we go out to eat, when we go out to eat, it's, it, you know you can't choose certain things. Shiminka, you have your your things about the way you eat too. So that even when you come over, we 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 make the compromise to help you out so that way you can eat too because you're you're a vegetarian for health reasons. Um, and Diana can't; she just can't eat bread. So a lot of things when you go out to eat, you don't realize has gluten in it, and she gets really sick. So I've gotten to the point where. I don't go to like Olive Garden. I'm like, okay, we're just going to eat. Let's go to Olive Garden. And uh, she's like, I can't eat that. It's like, well, I don't care. We're going to go eat. I, no, you compromise because of the person you care about. Yeah. You know, you're willing to take sacrifices because you care about not just their well-being, but to make them happy. Yeah. And I have learned to live without certain things, like really good cake. But Diana's also learned how to make that gluten-free cake actually taste good. So thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Um, we've learned how to find ways. But the, the compromise is not that you're compromising your beliefs. It's not that you're compromising. It's, it's compromise for the sake of unity. It's compromise for the sake of because you love that person. You know, it's not compromised because you're just giving in, you know. Oh, man. Uh, we're getting comments in here and making me re remind me of, of things. Like we have, you guys, I don't even know. Do you guys even know what Tres Leches is? What's that? Tres Leches. It's a cake. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even a cake. It's, I don't even know what you want to call it. It's a custard. Uh, yeah. I, I, it's, uh, Jesse, you're going to have to bring some in for them to hook them up. Um, and we got uh, still, I'm saying there's a compromise that you got to try that, uh, <laughs> that, that's going out there for you, Brother Josh. 
saying you got to try some apple butter. <laughs> apple butter. <laughs> <laughs> We're praying. But um, it, it, you're right. You, you're absolutely right. When, when it comes to prayer, when it comes to prayer, you got to stand with each other. And that's something you can't compromise. Yeah. You can't just say, well, you go ahead and be the prayer in the family and yeah. I'll be the worker. No, that's not a compromise. That's a that's a that's a giving up. I hate when people say, "Well, it's a 50-50. I'll give 50, you give 50, we'll each reach 100." No, it's 100-100. Yeah. It's 100-100. You got to give 100. You got to match that thing. Um my dad used to tell me this thing. Um imagine two cups. Imagine imagine two cups. Uh imagine like one being um I don't wish I had more than two cups here, but I don't. I'm going to show you like this. There we go. Oh, better. Okay, give me a second. Uh, Diane's going to get mad. I have too much um, stuff in here. Two cups, okay? One's big. One's a little smaller, okay? Can this all fit into this? Mm -hmm. No, but this can fit in here, right? Yeah. If I've got this much love to give, and I'm pouring out to someone that's not willing to receive it. Mm. I'm just pouring and pouring. And they're getting an overflow, but they're not ready to receive it. Yeah. But in reverse, the same thing. If you're not compromising and willing to be the same on the same level as the other person, and you're pouring out what you have to give because you're only willing to be so much, it's never going to be enough. So you're always going to be struggling with that battle. You're always going to be struggling with that situation. It's until you decide to grow together equally yeah. that you're able to pour out into each other. And I'm telling you, this is like visual evidence now, knowing that I got too much like um, stuff in my room that should be cleaning out. <laughs> um, but that's exactly what it is. I, I've, I've showed it in the past to uh, a couple of people. Um, the triangle. Okay. I think I, I think I actually, Josh, I think I showed, shared yeah. this with you once. The yeah. triangle. Um, I wish I could draw notes to show it to you. But imagine a triangle. God being at the top, husband, wife at the bottom. Now, the lines in between each other, in between those points, there's markers in between, representing the problems between each other and the problems between you and God. The problems between each other uh, begins to shrink as each of those points gets closer and the triangle gets smaller and smaller closer to God. Now the problems between each of you starts going away as well as the problems between you have with God, whether it be religious problems or whether it be other problems that you you, you, fin you have a problem with God. I, they tend to fall away the closer and closer you get to God. But if one of you is only getting closer, that, that triangle is getting askew. It's becoming not even. And the problems are staying the same even though the problems between the husband or the wife is getting smaller between God, they're still, you know, on the other side, still the same, the same. So that's the reason why you need to pray together, stay together, grow together. Yeah. So, um, I, I love, I love this conversation. I really did. I, I believe we need to have more conversations like this in the future. I think if anything, um, you guys are, you guys are to open up a door to a possible new ministry. So I'm just telling you that right now. Because it's spoken about. What I want to do real quick is I want to share some scriptures with you, and I want to I want you to interpret that as you will, and apply it in the marriage form. Okay. Because okay. some of these are 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 pretty uh, deep. So I'm going to bring this up real quick. If 
I can get this on the screen. There we go. So let's start out real quick in Ephesians. I shared it to you guys earlier before everyone got on here. So it's a, if you guys got your, everyone else, if you have your Bibles, we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 4, uh, 1 through 3. It says, Therefore, I, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk through, walk worthy of the calling you received. Now this is where I'm getting into it. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, accepting one another in love, diligently keeping the unity of the Spirit with the peace that binds us. How would you... I mean, I know in a personal way how I think it, it can... It applies... To, this scripture definitely applies to the husband and wife um, aspect, but I want to hear from you guys. Walking to, uh, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, accepting one another in love, diligently keeping the unity of the Spirit with the peace that binds us? Um, the, the way, the way I, for me, it's, it's like if I can, let's see, if I can make this sound sense how I'm seeing it in my head. But when, when, while finding God, you're finding yourself and then you're, you're learning that gentleness of God and you're learning that patience because within going into you know the the studies with you know learning about god more about god it it teaches us that you know god's love what about god's love and so once doing that it also teaches you how to you know love your brother because there is a, a scripture that says how can you love me and you haven't even seen me but you your brother is here with you and you i'm just paraphrasing but you can't love your brother so it's once you're, you're seeking God and, and following his words, then you, you it, it's like an automatic. Once you do that, you really are following God. It just comes out that way. That love just, just spreads out. I, and that's how, that's the way I'm interpreting. Yeah. I kind of feel <laughs> I kind of way. Because um, once you, you, you develop your walk with God and, you, you know, it's kind of like a different, you take life at a different approach. Um, because you, like I said, when you're, when you, when you start walking this, this, this life for Christ, you're going to change. It's no way that you can think the same. It's no way that you can walk the same, you know? Um, yeah, we all fall short, but in the same sense, it's a, the conviction will bring you back. And, and when mm -hmm. you're walking, you know, humility and gentleness, you're basically walking in the, in the same footsteps that God walks in our lives. So it helps you to open your your heart to be loving and gentle and patient, you know, um, because that's what love is. It's patience. It's gentleness, you know. Um, so in a marriage, I mean, it just the closer you get to God, the closer you get to one another. Mm. All right. Let's go ahead and jump over to Ecclesiastes. Chapter four, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their efforts. For if either falls, his companion can lift him up. But pity the one who falls without another to lift him up. Also, if two lie down together, they keep uh, warm. But how can one person uh, keep alone, uh, alone keep warm? Verse uh, 12, and if, any, if someone overpowers one person, Two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. 
That's a powerful scripture. Yeah, because that takes me back to Genesis um, in the in the where um, Adam was by himself, and God said that it it wasn't good for man to be alone, um, and He created Eve for him. So that that takes that scripture takes me there. Is that we we were when you find that person that you're with and y'all are married in a union uh, before God you you it's, it's automatically a teamwork if that makes sense i hope i'm mm -hmm. making sense no no that makes sense but it, it it just shows how i don't know i i feel like within a marriage that it it, it was oh let me get this right let me read the scripture again because it's there okay i can go back pretty much um Unified prayer is very is strong. It's powerful. I'm not going to say that you know individual prayer, individual prayer is not effective, but unified prayer is very powerful because sometimes I mean, you know, you need that person there to help lift you. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been there in times in my life where, you know. I had a prayer life. I have a prayer life, but it's sometimes it's just like I feel so so weak. And then when she comes in and and prays with me and intercedes with me and strengthens me, so it's kind of like a I feed mm. off you and you feed off me. And then but together we're building yeah. up that that strength again to overcome whatever we were facing. Because because when you fall, you can get yourself back up, but it's a process. It, it takes longer to recover. But when you have somebody there for you that's encouraging you it pulls you out of that darkness that you're trying to sink into because of what you're going through. So yeah, I, Oh, I like that scripture. That's a real scripture. Cause it, it shows you that it's, it's, it's not good for man to be alone. It's good to have someone there too, because this, this world is hard as it is. And just yeah. think if you're going through all this by yourself, that's hard on its own. But when you have somebody there, regardless of what the out outside world looks like, mm -hmm. Y'all have each other and y'all are praying each other up. So where I might be weak one day and say, you know, all is lost. Josh will come in and say, no, this is what God's word says. And he's he's feeding me the word. So it is good because it you're, you're feeding each other the word. So when one gets weak, you feed that. And when you get weak, that person is feeding you. So that's good because it's a it's it's the um, what is it? What's the, the, the giving and exchanging hand? How, what's that saying? Uh, oh, I told I, you just you caught me off guard on that, and I totally know exactly what you're talking about. Hold on. Oh man, uh, God help me and let it come to remembrance. It's okay. I I I get what you mean. Where, where it's 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 gotta be not just equal, but like you said, like you said, it's 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 a teamwork thing. If it does, if if you're not working together, you're actually just fighting with each other. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. waste so much time. Yeah, so let's go ahead and go to one. Uh, we'll do probably two more, and then we'll go ahead and um, close out in prayer because I know everyone's probably been like, "Oh, we've been on here this long." It's an is important uh, message, which is what we're getting on here. So, First Corinthians chapter uh, thirteen: Love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, love is not boastful, love is not conceited, love does uh, does not act improperly is not selfish, is not provoked, 
and does not keep records of wrongs. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends, but as for prophecies, they will come and uh, come to an end. As for languages, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. I love this scripture too. Um, because that 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 describes marriage in a whole. Um, a successful marriage has to have patience. You know, I know sometimes it's it's hard to have patience with your spouse and your you know, it, it's hard. Um, you know, but that's that's pretty much what love is. I mean, it's to be, it's to be patient. Um, you can't be selfish, you know, because my main thing that I learned, you know, differently is that, you know, I serve my family. If anyone knows me, I serve my family, mm -hmm. you know, because I feel like, you know, sometimes, you know, as the head of the household, you know, we can be conditioned to believe that everyone is to serve us. But looking at things biblically, biblically, you know, God put us here to, to serve our family. And, you know, and, and I take that, I, I do that with honor. Like I'm, I'm honored to do it because the thing of it is, you know, just walking in the footsteps of God, he served, you know, mm -hmm. the purpose was to serve. So you can't be, you can't have love and selfishness in the same category. Yeah. Oh, so it's, it's, it's love is putting those before yourself, mm -hmm. you know, and you know it's just this is a prime example of, of what marriage should be yeah. you know because it's times where you know i would serve my wife i would serve my kids i have no problem with doing that and i know my wife does the same thing for me mm -hmm. you know it's it's not a a, a one-sided thing it's, it's definitely a hundred percent on her side a hundred percent on my side yeah. you know so and I, and I believe that's what brings everything together is the fact that, you know, sometimes, you know, we can get caught up in the media and they make some people make you feel like, you know, to serve is a, a thing of weakness. You know, I hear it a lot of times, you know, you independent, you don't have to do that for this person, you know, but truth of the matter is everyone needs someone and you know it's just uh i don't know it's just to, just to, just to serve one another is what it's, it's what it's for i mean sometimes my wife may feel you know tired from this and that okay she don't have to look for it you know she knows i'm, I'm gonna step in i know she'll step in Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, that's that's just what marriage is. Marriage is not a selfish thing. It's a, it's a, it's it's totally a situation where you have to compromise. You have to you have to be there when that person is is you know maybe not feeling their best. Maybe not. You know, it's not just through the good times. Well, you know, and and that that also that scripture it, it goes good with. I feel when you're on your wedding day and you're doing your, your, what is it, the vows, where you say, you know, for better or for worse, sicker, and that comes into, with that, because 
you have to have patience. Say your your spouse gets sick and they're not, you know, on the, you know, at their, their best point of their life or, or of y'all's relationship. If you truly love that person, you'll be patient while they're going through this trial that they're going through in their life. So that it, it's in a way it was. I feel like when when they wrote that part, they had this scripture in mind because love it, it, you don't have to when you're in love with someone, you don't have to boast about it, because if you're boasting about a situation, you're insecure about it. You don't you don't have to if you're. And, and love, true love is not jealous because if you're jealous, then, okay, that's also another issue that you got going on. And a lot of times people will project that onto that other person when in reality it's them that, you know, have that insecurity or that issue. Um, but I think all of that is, is covered with, you know, for better, for worse, the sickness through health. It's the love is kind, love is patient, love is not boastful, it is not jealous. Um, um, it, man, it's love is long, suf long suffering. Love, love, love is action. You know, yeah. like I told, uh, I used to always say, you know, if someone has to continually tell you they love you, you know, you 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 don't have to continually tell someone you love them. When you're showing them yeah you know and without a doubt i don't have to tell shamika i love you every day because the thing of it is i show you by the way i'm there for you by the way that i cater to you by the way that i do this you know it's some people call it their love language yeah. you know but it's to the point where love is easy to say but it's not always easy to show and if we get to the point where we can start showing people, we don't have to say it every single day. Hey, I love you. Yeah, yeah because it's like right. you'll remind them with your actions that you love them. You know, so. Because remember, like you said, words. I would sing y'all. <laughs> I had. Well, I mean, you guys were. I mean, even while you were talking, you were touch, already touching other scriptures. I was. I was getting ready to pull up. I'm going to show you real quick. Um, First uh, Thessalonians five eleven. Therefore, encourage one another and build up, build each other up as you are already doing. I mean, that's you guys touched up on that even while you were talking. Uh, another one was in Matthew, um, Matthew nineteen six. So there are no longer two but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, uh, man must not separate. You guys are working together as a team. It's no longer two people. It's one uh, one person working together. Why? Because you joined yourself together and you're working together. As long as you got God with you, no one can take you apart. Yeah. As long as you got God in your lives, that's what's uh, that's how He works. That's always how how He's always worked in my in my marriage, in your marriage. Uh, uh, but you can definitely I don't I mean I don't know how you guys show. Definitely, the first year of marriage is always definitely the hardest. Yes, it is. Not just it's, it's, it's a big. It's a, it's a getting to know each other, and, it, and it's Ooh. to bring two different backgrounds together. It, it's yes. It's a challenge. Yeah. So let's go ahead and go to, uh, a little bit more Ephesians. We're gonna go over to chapter four, verse thirty-two, and be kind and compassionate, compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God also forgave you in Christ. How hard would you say sometimes it is to be forgiving of each other? Like, 
uh, something went down, something messed up, and you and Josh, you did something, or Shamika, you did something, and you gotta you gotta let go and just forgive. How I mean, what what would you say is your process of of doing that before you go to bed? My process of forgiveness is recognizing that I too need forgiveness. Um, you know, like I said, it still goes back to that mirror effect. Mm -hmm. You know, when God show you things within your life that you want forgiven, but you don't offer that same forgiveness, wow. you know, it's, 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 it becomes real easy to forgive because at that point, it's a situation where you're looking at yourself in the mirror yeah. and it begin to take you away from the thing that you're holding against someone else and make you look at your life. Like, okay, it's things that I've done in my life that, you know, I want forgiveness for. Yeah. You know, and then once you get that understanding that, you know, we all fall short, we all make mistakes, yeah. you know, it makes it that much easier to forgive because we know how it feels you know, when you're when you're seeking forgiveness, you know, it, it it's like one of those things where, you know, I made them you're already probably beating yourself up, you know. And on top of that, you're like, Okay, I'm really sorry for what I did and if that person's like, No, you, you know, it's kinda like, Wow, that's like a double portion of pain, man. Yeah. Man, uh Shemika, what I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure there's been some situations where Josh is No. <laughs> Not at all. He's just an angel. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, how, how would you go about forgiveness? Because I mean, guys are stubborn. We are, we are just mules, where we don't we don't nope. like to say we're wrong. I mean, I'm pretty sure Josh is. Go ahead, you you, transparency, Josh. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> we're waiting. No. No, um, I'll, I'll just have to, to say that I know for me, like, and because I'm animated anyway, I, <laughs> forgiving, forgiving Josh is, is like, I can always hear in, in my head, you just repented to me mm. and you want me to forgive you about what you repenting for. But you can't forgive him, so why do you expect me to forgive you? So wow. I hear that in my head, and so I'm like, "Speak to it, Jesus." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, I have to, I have to forgive him. If I want God to forgive me for my sins, then who am I that I can't, you know, forgive? And it, it'd be something silly, something small. It's, it, it, half of the time when we're upset at, at our spouse, it's, it's always that little thing. Cause we're already irritated probably that you know had something happen that day this yeah. little thing that set us off the edge but i mean just say i'm sorry i apologize get over it because it's it's not worth going to bed angry because when you when you go to bed like that you don't know the actual damage that it's actually doing to your body going to bed like that because your mind is constantly working on that. So the enemy, you already thinking about the stuff. You're coming into agreement with, you know, what the enemy wants to do anyway. So now all he has to do is just keep on shoving all his filth in your ear because your mind is already going because you haven't repented and renewed your mind before right. you went to sleep. So now you're pondering that stuff all night. Now you're waking up and your body is aching. You have a headache. 
you're upset again and now there's a bigger conflict because now y'all are arguing at each other it's like when you go to the doctor because you got one symptom and they give you these pills and you get all these other symptoms with it that's how the enemy works in our lives so if you don't say okay one one of out of the two somebody has to be the bigger person and say you know what that that was really that was petty that was petty josh <laughs> and i'm gonna I'm let that slide and i'm gonna forgive you because god just forgave me because <laughs> i act like a kid too <laughs> and we move forward but I've, I've had i have gone bed uh gone to bed upset i know how it feels to wake up after being upset going to bed and all that junk going through your mind so I'm not just saying something that I I haven't experienced, but mm -hmm. it does it it makes you tired for the rest of that day. Nothing is right. Everything is happening because your mind is already in that negative space. So what are you gonna do? Draw all that negative stuff to you because now you're mm -hmm. feeding that spirit. So it's gonna keep coming because it knows that you're a portal now and it can use you to keep getting fed and to keep getting power and grow. And a mm -hmm. lot of people don't know that. But once you renew you you okay you apologize for what you did you and that person have moved forward now that's no longer on your conscience the enemy can't squeeze in through that little crack in the door and try to work on your mind while you sleep yeah. so it's always good that's why we always make it a point to never go to bed angry because of that effect that it causes on you because it not only does it affect you you as the, the couple, the husband and the wife, it starts to affect oh, the kids. Yeah. And then it affects, believe it or not, it, it affects the animals that's in that household. Yeah. And then when you take it out of your household, you're projecting that on everybody else that comes in contact with you and it spreads like a virus. So it, it, it's important to, to settle your differences before you move into the next day is basically what I'm trying to say. As a matter of fact, that's even in the Bible, it states that you should you should fix your um your conflicts between each other mm -hmm. before you take and then take it to god yeah so you know we have a job to do also you know it's not always about going to god and say hey god forgive me you know when we haven't made things right with the person yeah. that we we actually had a conflict with you know so i mean you just got to learn how to make it a point you know because a lot of times people don't understand that forgiveness is for you mm. You know, unforgiveness can stop your blessings. And wow. and and that's a situation where is it really worth it? Yeah. Because you'll recognize that most of the arguments you have in a in a relationship is they're petty. I mean it's it's petty petty and yeah. pointless. But you can be withholding a, a major blessing and breakthrough in your life because you're holding that unforgiveness in your heart. Yeah. You know. Wow. Uh I got a, another question uh from Jesse uh saying so what happens if your morning is going good and someone does something to make you mad does it ruin your day the thing of it is do i really give people that much control over my day mm -hmm. because the thing of it is um if you if you set the atmosphere of your day you got to understand that you know you you have the authority over your day at the end of the day but you, here just check even this this point right here 
you got to remember, even if your day starts off right, you are a, are the light in the darkness. So, of course, you're going to have somebody coming to you because you shine bright because of whose kingdom you are a part of. So you're going to shine bright in the darkness, in a world full of darkness. We stand out. So, of course, you're going to have somebody come to you with some issues because they still have darkness in them. So you you have to just say and and Jesus even told Satan this get that you know get behind me Satan it's already written I already I already spoke how this day was gonna go I already prayed to God and we talked about this day mm-hmm. so this day is gonna be a blessed and prosperous day I don't care what the enemy brings t- towards me I already came into agreement with God this morning when we had our talk so keep on coming enemy because every time you hit me with something i'm gonna rebuke and bind you and i'm gonna pray for that person that you sit my that person needs a deliverance in their life if you was able to squeeze into the crack in their door to get to them so that's why it, it says in there if somebody if your if your enemy hates you and they persecute you you pray for them and pray you still them. love them so don't go after that person go after that spirit you bind that spirit up and you pray for that person but you don't let that ruin your day because you already know who you are in christ jesus Amen. and another thing we have to remember that you know when you're when you're follow, following we we are battling principalities we're not battling people so if someone is trying to ruin your day it's not that person. It's that person being used mm-hmm. by a principality to try to interfere with, 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 with your walk in your day. You know, I mean, yeah, we pray over our day every day, but that doesn't mean that the enemy is not going to try to work. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's a situation where we have to stand firmly and, and, and walk in the authority that was given to us to dictate our day. When we when we when we come into agreement with God and say, God, today is going to be a day of prosperity. Today is going to be a day of abundance. Come today on. is a day of a favor. Mm-hmm. We have to stand on that. It's not going to say that the enemy is not going to try to come against that. Yeah. But it's Amen. all of you come into agreement with. Man, that's powerful. Well, I thank you guys for your time. It's been a, about an hour longer than I thought we were going to be. But you know what? It's exactly I, I can by the comments that we've been getting. We, we've noticed that people are responding really, really well to this and the, that they needed to hear this. So this wasn't just, this was God ordained, this had to happen. Uh, I know there's somebody probably going to watch this again later or they're going to go back over this later. So um, for those of you who guys are watching, I want you to do me a favor. Just start commenting just uh, if you want to say thank you, if you want to say God bless you, if you want whatever you want to say to uh, Brother Josh Shemika. But I want you to, one more thing real quick before we go. What would you say are two major truths upon which you have based your marriage upon? What would you say, if you were to say, if there, if there was just two things that you, you, this is end all, be all, this is, this is what we, 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 we believe that keeps a healthy, godly marriage together is? It's definitely prayer. And, you know, prayer can be one, two, three, four, and five, you know, because that's that's how important it is it's definitely prayer you know um because because one thing that i i definitely want to do is be very transparent mm-hmm. you know it's not anything that's uh keeping us from facing the same thing that anybody face we face the trials we face the tribulations but the thing that has really brought us through is prayer and faith mm-hmm. prayer and faith because i mean God is amazing. The things that he'll do in your life, 
the things that he'll bring you through, mm-hmm. you know, we are prime examples of that. You know, we've been through a, a lot of things in our life. And we know that it was nobody but God that brought us through it. And it's through that prayer and, 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 and moving, not, not just having prayer, but actually moving in faith. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to move in faith. You can't just say, hey, God, do this for me. And, and, and it requires action. You know, and that's what we learn to do in our relationship is to is to to build that, to, foundation. To build that foundation on God, because if we build that foundation on God, it, it will stand. Mm-hmm. Would definitely stand. Um, to close this out, I kind of want to do something different. Normally, I pray. I'd re- I'd I've done that in the past. I I kind of want you guys to do this. I want you to pray for the marriages, for those. For not just the the godly marriage, but I want you to pray for the the one-sided marriages where one has been serving God and the other one's not just there yet. But whether they be the husband serving God or whether it be the wife serving God. I want you guys to pray together and we'll go ahead and finish up from there. And I'm just so excited that you guys are here. I mean, we got people saying thank you. Uh, Appreciate all the knowledge and life lessons you brought to me and my wife today. Um, uh, Jesse, I'm going to hold you to it that you're going to bring them uh, something on Sunday. Uh, they said the, the sledges. Um, thank you. It was incredible and inspiring. Blessings. Thank you for being transparent. Uh, you know, I'm 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 being serious, man. This is this is just the beginning. I'm, I'm being honest when I say that it was in my spirit to to bring you both today. That this needed to happen. And it was an eye-opener. Like I said, there's a ministry here that you guys don't even know that you've reached yet. And get ready because uh, God's about to place this into a new position, I'm telling you. Uh, got another one. Uh, May the Lord continue to bless your marriage and your home and your children. Sister Connie. I oh, love you, Sister Connie. Uh, and Gilda, you've been on here this whole time. Thank you so much. Prayer changes things. Amen. Uh Everyone calls her Aunt Gilda. She's my Aunt Gilda. She's literally my Aunt Gilda, but everybody in the church calls her Aunt Gilda. You'll get to know her, trust me. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go ahead and let it let you guys close it out. You guys go ahead and pray. For those of you who are watching and you're going through marriage issues and or you know someone is going through marriage issues, we're at the 1 hour 58 minute mark. If you want to share this video with someone else who needs prayer in their lives for their marriage, they need prayer for either their once, like I said, it's a one-sided, one's godly, one's not really serving God kind of marriage, or maybe they're both godly, but one's only praying, the other one's not kind of praying kind of marriage. This is where you need to jump in. At the five minute, 30 second mark, you need to show this to them, all right? Go ahead, you guys. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, Father God, we thank you for all that joined, Father God, this message about marriage, about relationship, Father God. We're praying for any broken marriages right now, Father, that you mended, Father God. Father God, I ask that you they make they make you the foundation of their of their covenant right now, Father God, because not only do they make a covenant with one another, Father God, but they make a covenant with you, Father God. And what you bring together, Father God, no man should separate. We bind the attacks of the enemy on family, on our on our marriages right now, Father God. We stand on that firm foundation, Father God, making you the center of our relationship, Father God. 
um, any anybody that's battling, Father God, if, whether it's a, a believer or unbeliever, Father God, we ask that by the acts and the faith and the prayers of the one-sided marriage, Father God, that it would draw the, the other side in, Father God, to follow you, to, to, to come back into alignment to what you designed marriage to be. Father God, we bind those spirit of perversion that the enemy tries to bring and separate and cause division within marriage right now, Father God. And we ask you right now, Father God, that you unify and you and you redirect marriage into what you called it to be, Father God. Because we know, Father God, that if we dwell in the midst of you, Father God, you would dwell in the midst of us, Lord. If we follow you and make you our headship over our homes, Father God, then all things will work for us, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus. Any broken hearts, Father God, any unforgiveness, Father God, that's in our hearts, we ask that you break it, Father God, right now. Give us the heart of you again, Father God, to love. Father God, to show compassion, Father God, to have patience because we know that love is patience. Mm -hmm. Love endures, Father God, and we ask you that you continue to strengthen us, Father God, as we face the different things that's going on in our lives, Father God, that you continue to strengthen us and bring us together, Father God, where the enemy is trying to separate us, Father God, that you would be that bridge, Father God, to bring it all back together, Father God. And we're praying for each individual that's watching, Father God. Let this be a blessing to them, Father God, to know, Lord Jesus, that with you, Father God, nothing is impossible. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 I'm oh, sorry. I'm just trying to get this back on. I thank you guys again. Um, you know, what's awesome is actually my, my Aunt Gilda, who's online, she says today they celebrated their 28-year anniversary, so... We want to thank you guys and happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. So, love you guys. Uh, you guys, uh, you guys know I love you, you guys. You, you, it's so funny. Every now and then, I'll end the phone call with Josh. I love you, man. Because <laughs> and he's all quite hurt anymore. Uh -huh. I know, right? I do. Don't even start that. <laughs> I I do. We we um I I can honestly say Josh, you become my one of my best friends. Um I. I know when you're feeling down and I go to you and I do my best to help pick you up and you do the same thing with me. And it's always goofiness. It's always like random. Yeah. Weird sometimes. Yeah. Just try Jesus, not me. <laughs> and we just lift each other up. And I love it. And I, um, I thank you guys so much for doing this. Um, I'm praying that if I can probably coerce you to come back again and we'll talk about being godly parents. Because okay. that's that's definitely something that's yeah yeah it's gonna be a tough topic, but I think it's gonna be something that, that kid uh, parents uh, of godly uh, of godly parents need to talk with their children even yeah. about certain things. So thank you guys so much for joining us uh, online. Thank you guys so much for being with us. We welcome you guys anytime to Crossway Church. We have Sunday morning service at 10 a.m. Be there. Uh, we have uh, Wednesday night row realms of worship night. Uh, at 7 p.m. where we break barriers, where we uh, let the worship forerunners just go and start praying and start worshiping and breaking down barriers and let the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit bring about deliverance, bring about healing, and bring about redemption. In Jesus' name, we thank you guys. See you guys next time. Welcome to Crossway Church. Make sure to visit our website, www.crosswayaz.com. 
Subscribe to our weekly podcast in iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the podcast app. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Crossway Church AZ and share this link with a friend. If you live in the Phoenix area, come visit us at 3464 West Earl Drive, Phoenix, Arizona, 85017, located in Suite E. Service times are at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings and prayer services at 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Welcome to Crossway Church.